Welcome to the J2 Hub podcast, where we focus on everything from property development, hot entrepreneurially business topics, and real-life scenarios facing business owners just like you and I. Brought to you by James Sahota, we bring you exciting real-life property, business and entrepreneurially related hot topics, and that little bit more. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Ah, it's not Tedge, it's actually James. Welcome to another episode of the Property Duo Series 2. Well, what can I say? We've recorded a few of these and uh, it's been it's been quite an eventful time up until now. And this week it's going to be no different. We're talking about newbies in properties, how we got started, you know, taking you back to the old school, talking about some of the first deals we were involved in. And also, we've got our special guest who is a newbie in property. I think she's still a newbie in property. She's been a newbie in property for a while now. And, uh, you know, she's young, 22, hustling, and back where me and Ted were many moons ago. And in my case, many centuries ago. I just saved you um, the cuss, Ted. I just cussed myself. Thank you so much. What a warm introduction there. And of course, yes, you saved me from insulting you. Um, yeah, she, she could be your daughter. Fair enough, this, this guest. <laughs> oh, listen, before we start, can I share my special news? Uh, yeah. So this morning, yeah, I'm checking my bank account to make sure all my bills are paid, you know, end of the month, good little good little Mr. Sahota that I am, and I see a odd payment there for a £1,000 that somebody's given me. I've only gone and won the Bernando's weekly fucking lottery, ain't I? £1,000 from a charity, so... People, if you're listening out there, you do good things, good things happen. And uh, that was my good karma for the year. I've never won anything in my life. Um, oh, yeah. I felt quite special, man. It was quite nice. Even I felt, you, I felt guilty, though. You were a PE teacher. You didn't win anything, no? I was, I was never a <laughs> PE teacher. I was a DT teacher. It was two letters, but you got wrong <laughs> You seem like a PE teacher. You know them ones who just come just to play sport and then just go home. No offence to PE teachers. But, all teachers <laughs> but you know what? I actually felt guilty winning it because I thought, should a charity be doing a lottery like this? But then Maybe you should give I, some of it back. No, but then I read into it a little bit more and people are actually knowingly buying tickets, but I was automatically entered into this draw. So I was like... Because yeah. you're such a giver. That is our James. That's our James, everyone. That's our James. He's a giver. That's our lad. That's our lad. He's a giver. He's. So let's talk about beginning, shall we? Back to start. So... Uh, we both started in property. I started, uh, I don't know, lockdown has been how, maybe two years ago, I fully started educating, reading, meeting, learning, you know, all that kind of preliminary stuff. How long ago did you start, James? What, as in full time or how long I've been um, dabbling? Well, give us both. So I've been dabbling probably since about 2013, 14. So oh, dabbling in deals. Since your 60s, yeah, yeah, cool. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just on my 61st birthday. And full-time was kind of late 2018 when everything was just oh. dropped and it was just solely full-time in property. And what was the what was, what was maybe the scariest thing that you kind of experienced or something you were really unsure about or made you uneasy when you kind of started like going full time? Was there one thing? I think, do you know what it was? The, I think the biggest and the most scariest thing was that fear of losing a nice secured income 
every single month to going at it alone and knowing that you're going to have that kind of income again through the deals once you've got them rented or once you've refinanced them, you'll be okay. But there was always that initial fear where you think, you know what, when you're working for a corporate or when you're working for someone, because there was that interim period where I was working full time for someone on a decent whack, it's it's almost like a comfort blanket. You know, someone give you that nice blanket or that nice duvet and just hugging you giving you those slippers you know that warm feeling you get when you got your slippers on and maybe mm. just sitting there and it's comfortable and you don't want to get out of there and it felt like someone had just opened the duvet and there was a cold gush coming in mm-hmm. and although you knew what you needed to do to get rid of that cold gush it was always there so there's a bit of fear there's a bit of fear to start with but that was easily gone mm. and i think that's that's a kind of common fear is that when you make that jump, which we're not going to talk about in today's podcast in detail, because one of our other guests is going to cover that. Uh, it's kind of a big step. And, you know, depending on how many years you have worked for someone, being employed nine to five, whatever you want to call it, the harder it gets. Every year that you stay in it, the harder and harder it gets to then exit and exit, it, I think, not successfully, but smoothly. Because if you have for 20 years have got up at 6 a.m., you've got ready, on the commute, same train, you know, same thing, got your, you know, every two year pay rise. Wow. Amazing. Blah, 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 for years. And you're suddenly now like waking up whenever you want, doing whatever you want, however you want it, it is liberating. But if you're also like, uh, okay, where do I start? Where do I stop? When do I start? When do I start? How? Like there's so many questions at that beginning point, but I think, you know what, when, when you moved into property, James, you're like, right, cool. I'm doing it. Now I need to find some deals and and buy some stuff and make shit happen. What was one of the bits you struggled with when you were, you know, I suppose looking, not looking for, but just that next step when you were actively trying to get property, what were you struggling with? I think the first thing for me was there was no clear strategy. When I started, there was no like, don't get me wrong, there was information out there, but it wasn't readily available. So you didn't really know what you were doing. You know, am I going down this route? Am I going down this route? What am I doing? So for me, it was a bit of kind of like, you know, speaking to people that were already in property, but they were the, you know, the older generation, the uncles, I call it the old money that have made money through equity increase over the years. So for me, the biggest thing was having a clear strategy and knowing what I was doing. Because my first deal was, it wasn't like any other deal. It was, it was still a little bit complex, but yeah, I would say the biggest hurdle for me was knowing which way to go, you know, am I going buy to let? Am I going HMO? Am I doing a flip? Am I doing a conversion? What is right? What's the right thing to do? What's the wrong thing to do? How am I going to raise money on this? It wasn't like how it is now where you can reach out to your broker and send him a message and say, hey, I'm looking at this. Do you reckon I can do it? 10 minutes later, say, yeah, we could do this. You know, back then it was like, let me go and speak to the bank or let me go and speak to somebody. Can I do this? Explain to them what you're actually trying to do. So, a lot of um, there was lack of information and lack of clarity. Mm. And knowing what strategy you want to do is so, it, I, I hear it so often, right? Like when people start out, that's the main thing because there is, of course, there's the main ones. There's buy to let, HMO, service accommodation. I suppose that's rent to rent as well. And then like a rent to rent, just rent to rent HMO. Then there's development. Then there's like stuff within it. Like, oh, are we options? Are we promoting? Um, are we doing planning uplift? Are we just trading properties in auction here? And there's so many things you can do within each individual strategy and there's so many ways <clears throat> that you can go about it. And at the start, you are just like, oh, well, HMO, it's oh, okay, £1,000 a month. Oh, buy to let's 250 But then, oh, development's 400 grand a year. And, and you're kind of pulled in every single direction. And 
I think sometimes you can have two things like what you had, which is lack of information. But now you can have information overload where you're just like, you're paralyzed and you know, which one do I choose? And I don't know what your thoughts are on this, James, but I think that really our strategy should be picked and shaped by our goals and our future ideals. So I'm with you. You know, I want to quit my job in six months' time. Am I going to do buy to lets and earn two fifty per buy to let and take six months to get to that point per buy to let and need twenty five percent, twenty five percent capital, capital, capital? Or am I going to do some rent to rents or some deal sourcing to let me quit my job in six months? It's not necessarily what I. Well, you can always do what you want to do, but your situation sometimes dictates your goals. Mm. And you so. Know- I, I agree with you. I think people need to start with the end end in mind, you know, and work backwards because it's all good saying you want to get into property, do this, do this, and do that. But unless you know what your vision is, your end goal, and why you're doing it, it's uh, it kind of defeats the object of why you started. It does. And, you know, there's a lot of misinformation. Oh, you can make, you know, X amount of money from rent to SA. Oh, you can do this from that. And people don't necessarily show the back end of it. So follow people on Instagram who you see are also showing the reality of it and are talking about the back end. Because yes, you could look at 10, you know, education providers, you could look at 10 adverts and say, well, bloody hell, I mean, you know, they're all so profitable, but you have no idea what the downside is unless you do the training and they spend two minutes talking about it. Whereas if you follow people on Instagram or Facebook who do these strategies and they're decent, they're going to say, oh, one of the things that pisses me off the most about HMOs is one of the things I hate about development is this. And you are going to see the other side of the coin to something that's just presented as a very, very shiny penny, but the other side could be filthy. And you, you don't know, know you're that. You're so right on that because I saw something from, uh, I think he's a mutual friend, Chronicle. Is it Chronicle? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chronicle Investments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, met so- him. We had, we had Benita, Mixed Grill. Oh, <laughs> nice. So he, um, you know, he posted about his essays. And it's oh, quite yeah. a nice post where it shows that, hold on a second, you know, just because there's been some positive cash flow in it, at the end of it, the bottom line's been quite, it's been negative. And when you yeah, look at yeah. it across the board, and I was, I thought that that's my kind of post where you just put it there and you just show people, look, this ain't the reality just because you've made a thousand pound on booking. He's actually been at a 300 pound loss and he owns some of these. You know, so you're kind of (laughs) thinking to yourself, hold on a second. This is a guy who owns it. He's probably in the best position possible where he's got a low mortgage on it, everything, and he's still not making money. So, yeah, like you say, look around on Instagram and see that, you know, it's not always um, as shiny as they say. You know, we were talking about it yesterday. Everybody puts a polished turd there when fucking there's only a few people that talk about the real shit that's going on. Mm. And that's a good, that's a really good post back on. I actually stayed with my, stayed in my head because I want to do something like that for my essay to again show people that look, this is how much realistically in a constant lockdown it's making. Um, which Your essay's been month, quite good though, hasn't it? Overall? Yeah, I think, I think last month it was like minus 67 because I had some maintenance, I think rats and some other shit to deal with. Um, but, and then the month before was about 600. I mean, it's, you know what? It's been, it's been, just better than a buy to let because it's on a higher mortgage because it's an, an essay product which means nothing and because it you know bills and whatever it kind of although i haven't ever had an internet payment i wonder which account they're taking it from or maybe they're not charging me but <laughs> i've never had an internet payment to get probably um, using days down the road yeah probably um, <clears throat> give us a password mate 
I yeah, so it it's been okay, but it hasn't been. Oh yeah, summer was amazing. It was like two thousand four hundred or something, minus mortgage, minus bills. So it it was hefty. But generally, with the lockdown that's happening there, no, it's it's all right, man. It's it's a bite to let. But that's mm. that's that's fine. Yeah, but that's worst case you know, scenario. Yeah, yeah. I haven't got you know four hundred quid of rent to rent payments to pay. So. You know what? When I started, one of the most difficult things I start I kind of struggled with, and now that I'm looking at say developments, is something I'm not struggling with, but you kind of need someone who's done it to give you a bit of a kick. Is the kind of going from deal analysis to yes, this is a deal. Yes, it works. <clears throat> My figures are checked, verified. They're good. Let's proceed. Now, this always happens when you change strategy or when you change structure. You know, when I started, obviously I had no clue. I was like, well you know, the spreadsheet, which someone gave me, great, okay, it works. But then I had to ask three or four people and say, look, here's the figures, worst case, best case, here's the address, you know, what do we think? And all of them said, you know what, mate, sounds like a pretty bloody good deal. It was an amazing deal. But it's only because of them who kind of kicked me and said, look, yes, we rubber stamp this, we tick this, this works as a deal. Without that, you know, yeah, I would have got there myself eventually, but and this is something a lot of people struggle with is like okay well how do we go from deal analysis to offering like to actually then offering with you know we're putting your chest into it like actually offering and it is tricky um because how do you know yes the spreadsheet says this yes your research says this but how do you know that you haven't got biases that are pointing you towards this way how do you know mm. that you know you're kind of just not making it work you're not tickling the figures a little bit you're not making tickling the figures a little bit how do you know um, Dames, did you did you experience that kind of thing when you started? Well, if I knew it was the right thing or not, yeah, like, like oh, going oh, from the oh, totally, totally. I was, I would say, I was eighty percent blind. All I knew was my first deal was a Victorian house converted into two flats. So it wasn't like you know a buy to let. It was something a little bit more different. And the only reason why I bought this property was because I knew it had been marketed with an agent outside of the area who knew nothing about it. I found out it was a probate sale. And the night that I saw the board going up, I went around an hour late and pulled the board down because I didn't want nobody to know (laughs) this. And I, do you know what the funny thing is, Ted, I've owned this property for eight years and I still have the board. I kept the the board in the garage because I thought one time I'm going to do a little post on it uh, about the board and all that. Um, Anyway. So yeah, all I knew was that it was worth more than it was up for. And that was it. I knew it was converted into two very, loosely and badly converted houses or sorry flats that needed major renovation uh, i knew the rental was strong but very very limited information would i say i did a deal stacker on a website no it was just simple okay wow. I'm buying it for x if i did a simple renovation on it it will sell for this and it was I mean, it's just fortunate that i'm in the in the right area that people want to move into now had i done that in an area where it wasn't so great i could have i could have easily have been in trouble very very quickly Mm, i mean that's crazy to think you didn't i mean well, no, it's not crazy because it's you but to think you didn't even use a spreadsheet like i will not buy anything without a spreadsheet yeah top of my head i can say you know what that probably works that's probably a 50 percent return i'm happy with that but i will never ever go do anything with it until i put it in plug in all the figures have all the costs mm. and make it work maybe it's because you know my buy to let the, the margins are tighter or i'm just analytical even when I started, I was like religious with my spreadsheet. And you know what I think helps is when when you're starting out, it's and and this is well, I suppose it's pre-starting out, is having a network, 
having friends or at least I don't know, colleagues, whatever you want to call them, acquaintances that you can call on and just text and say, look, I'm, I'm literally about to secure this deal. I'm not wasting your time. It's not just one I viewed. I'm, I'm about to secure this if I want to. You know, can you give me 10 minutes and just look over the figures? And if you've got a decent relationship with someone, they're probably going to say yes. Mm. Um, and even if you post on a Facebook group, yeah, you'll get some people, oh, I get deals like that in my sleep. I get better deals than that. Oh, I've got a million pound cash in it. But no one can say, shut up. Ignore them. And most people are probably going to help you and say, well, actually, have you done looked at this? Have you looked at that? Blah, blah, blah. And all it takes is one person to say, ah, what about your interest payments? And you say, oh, shit. I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm a strong believer in, you know, send the deal amongst your network because if your network's strong, they're not going to nick your deal. They're there to help you. And that's what I've done before. I've sent my figures out. I mean, I sent my figures to safe and you ripped them apart. You know, there's certain things we didn't consider. So 100% move you on that, man. Send it out to the network. And the thing is, through the podcast, you meet some really decent people as well. You know, John McDermott being one of them from Count, Town Country Planner. I've mentioned him a few times. He's, he's, um, Sorry, town expert. I don't know why I call him town country planner, town expert. Because he is a town and country planner, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's looked at things for me, you know. His, his glance of 10 minutes over a potential deal could save you thousands of thousands of pounds of issues. And, you know, he doesn't have to do that. He could easily be charging 400 quid an hour or whatever his rate is. But it's that whole network and reaching out and being nice and asking the question. Mm, I agree. And I think, like, having... And look, not everyone's going to do that. Not everyone needs to do that. But having a network like that is so important. And you know what? I guess this is a lesson is spend time before the, like before, you, not necessarily before, I suppose, but as soon as you, you're going into property, just take that time to network, to build some, build some foundations before you then continue on. Because for me, yeah, I spent five or six months, you know, doing nothing in inverted commas, but actually it built something that then and now I turn to and say, yo, what, you know, what on earth am I doing here? You know what? I strongly, I strongly, strongly urge everyone listening to go and listen to that podcast of yours. What number was it? That one one? I always go on about where you're nine months in. Nine months in, I bought 15 properties. I think you're getting some confused. You mean my first six months? Sorry, your first six months. Your first six I months. I think I think that would it would just be one of my first ten or twenty. So if people scroll all the way back, yeah, yeah, I don't even know what it's called. It's one of the early ones because I got to it because I ended up listening to yours and it kind of just went back to the beginning again. Mm. And then yeah, but I strongly v- advise any newbie to listen to that because what that will show you quite clearly is where Ted was at that point and where he is now. And sometimes when you feel it's so flipping damn hard and you're not making any headway, you are actually making a lot of headway. And look at someone like Ted, who's actually, if you look back to when that podcast was first recorded to now, to the number of deals that have been done, it's massive. You know, so for a newbie listening to this, I strongly, strongly urge you to listen to that because that will give you massive amounts of hope and motivation, inspiration and, and show you what, what can what can be achieved. And number one rule, Ted, when you're reaching out to people, what is the number one rule? What should you not be? <laughs> you should not be an asshole. <laughs> Repeat after me, people. Ask hole. Oh. Do not be one. That episode was really good. That, that, that was back in the prime of the property duo, you know, back in but, the early But you know days. what? Even now, when you get an ask hole message, do you get annoyed? Or do you get a little bit tense? I, or do you, you just, you what? don't even reply? 
No, no, I I always reply, man. You know me, man. I don't stop. But I, I think like yeah, but your replies, man. Are, they're, they're, <laughs> when you're angry, they're angry replies. <laughs> I, no, I'm not. I don't get angry. I'm very calm. <laughs> I think that I do. I get no. I think I just kind of. I'm like. <sighs> You know, but now the Here beauty we go is again. I have a book aimed at beginners. So mm. it's very easy for me to say, actually, look, I've actually got everything in one resource aimed at beginners for 15 quid. Whereas before it was like, oh, check that podcast. Now I can kind of say, maybe I wrote a book just to get rid of articles. I don't know. Who knows? That's what people are saying. I don't know. Maybe. It's- but then you, what, you know what? Then you get the really nice people that reach out and say, hey, you know what? I've been following you guys for a while. I've got so much value for you. I've read your book. Sorry, I've read, listened to your podcast. I've left you a review. I think you're great. I want to have hair like Tedges. Can you help me on this one little thing? And you think to yourself, you know what? You've actually made an effort to construct a nice message. You know, you've made me want to reply to you rather than, yo, big man, I've got one thirty in the bank. What can I do with it? Give it to me and piss off. <laughs> you know, it's like people, I, I don't get it, man. Sometimes I think, People are asking you a hundred questions in one question. Yeah, it is. And I think like, you know, what? it's e- well, it's easier to ask someone than to go and do the work yourself. Mm. Right. Because you can't just Google this stuff. It's not like, you know, how to cook an egg or something. You can't just Google it. You, we, people who are somewhat experienced, a little, whatever, they become the Google, right? You just say, tell me how to do this. Someone mm. said something to me like, did you buy your house in a lim- in a in your personal name or limited company? And if so, how did you structure the purchase? I was like, how do I structure? I mean, like apart from it being in a limited company, which is the basic structure, there's like, uh, what, like what do you mean? Like what? Every I want to know every single. I was like, bruv, read the book in it. Like it's all in there. Um, but that's an important part, right? Because if you can help those people already for a small amount, then I guess happy days, right? Because their information thirst is satisfied right mm. so you know when you're starting out like it, it is tough you know for people who are listening who are you know starting out or who are about to especially in this market with corona it, it is tough and you are going to face you know constant rejections you're going to face your own mind kind of saying well that's not a deal that is a deal. you know just being confused a lot of the time and you know what james does it does it get any easier I don't think it does. I think you just become more resilient and you build up a thicker skin. And time and time again, I see people failing at touch point one and two and three. And what I mean by that is you only ask once, you only ask once, you only ask second time or third time. You know what? If you ever want to see what persistence is about, go and watch a child ask his parents for something. Oh, God. This kid will not give up. And I say kids could make the best salespeople because I get it from my son. He wanted a new phone. My man did not give up. He sent me text messages of deals. He sent me voice notes when he's sitting next to me. He sent me emails. (laughs) He left things open on my laptop. He did comparables. He looked at this discount, this discount. He sold that shit to me, man. He sold it to me. Just as I was getting annoyed, bang, he drops the right deal, which just works. And I think, oh, this is a good deal. It's a little bit more than he's paying now. And he gets everything he wants. But had he given up... He would have no phone. Man will still have busted up iPhone that's had 10 screens and five batteries, you know? So <laughs> persistence and touch points. If you're a newbie and you reach out, say, to someone like Ted and he doesn't reply on the first instant, 
try him again because you got to imagine this guy's DM's going to be busy or this guy's message is going to be busy. And I get it with mine. When I see they've messaged once and I haven't replied, you get a next another message, another message. And you think, you know what? This guy's really taking the effort to get your attention. So just remember, you might not get a message for the first three or four. And then suddenly you do. And people are like, what? You're a real person. You actually reply. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That, that's the thing that you have to be persistent because it's easy especially if someone's DMs are busy and they're busy to kind of say, oh, you know what? I'll reply to something. Like someone asked me, um, oh, you're still running this discount on your e-learning. And I forgot to reply to them and they just, they just bought it now. But like, I, like I even forgot to reply to something like that. Like, so people will most definitely forget even just a little message. Mm. Oh yeah, I'll reply to you in a second. Oh, this happens, that happens. Oh, Rotti's ready. Oh, okay. Well, you know, everything gets forgotten, forgotten then. Like, so you have to be persistent. And honestly, I mean, there's not that many sort of big profiles in property with like, I don't know, 20, 30, 50 K, um, you know, followers, but people will respond to you. I mean, look, if you haven't got a profile picture and you, your page, it looks a bit dodgy, then look, brutally honest, you are less likely to get a response, but like people do respond. Don't think because they've got X amount of followers or they seem X amount of busy, you know, like people generally, social is social media. So reach out to people and yes, you're going to get rejected from a lot. You know, you're going to get people saying, no, I'm not going to meet you because if you're a beginner and you reach out to someone who's, you know, done 50 houses, you know, are they going to give you the time of day? There's got to be some value exchange when you're reaching out to someone on that level, I think. And food is a value exchange. Like, hey, can I buy you dinner? Mm. That works. Um, it won't always work. But I mean, obviously now with Corona, it's different, but you know, actually it's even harder now because there's not much you can offer. You know, can I, can I sacrifice a lamb for you or something? There's not no, really but much. Look, come can... on, man. There's companies out there that do hampers. I used to do this all the time. Ooh. I used to send, I used to send these 20 pound hampers, which are about this big. And it was, it was like back to the eighties suites. So everything Ooh. from the eighties. So if I knew I was dealing with someone who was from the eighties, I was sending them in this suite pack just to grab their attention. So I could quote for some work for their company. And you got a 1940s one for you. I'm an 80s. I'm an 80s, man. Yeah. Yeah. 80s, wham, blackjack, all that kind of fruit salad. Oh, wham. Yeah, I know wham. Yeah. Those that ones. the George Michael one. Oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well be a George Michael Dundee. Um, so we were sending in these little hampers. And what, what does it do? It gets someone's attention because they they feel obliged to reply to you because you sent them something that they're no doubt going to open and indulge in and eat. You know, you know what? There's still like ways of getting people's attention. You know, Ted gets people's attention by sending them Christmas cards. I just want to put it to the record. I didn't even get one. I didn't even get one. Our guest got please one. Tell, please tell me you forgot. I totally forgot. Okay. I didn't forget to give one to our guest, though. So, obviously, you know. Yeah, that's just understand. I'm still quite upset. I mean, everybody's you know what, video. I, I see everyone's like... videos and they've got them in the background. And I got this. I've got a yellow <laughs> post-it. Even draw a picture of you saying ho ho ho. No, you know, I was going to give it to you at property duo, but then obviously Corona. So basically, it's Corona's fault. Um, I love this hamper idea. Now, if people listening, you know my hourly rate. Please send me a protein hamper. I eat everything. Uh, steak. Hey, hey, whatever they've you got. Want. Listen to it. They got hampers with cheese pasta. Oh. They got baking hampers. They got like make your own pasta hampers. Oh my god, people. If you send me this, I'll give you hours of my time. I'll give you more than it's even worth just because it's so nice. So now look, I'm not saying people should. I'm just saying if people want to, it's a good idea. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> I like the idea, James. That's... Is it? And you know what? I've done that before, like in, I can't remember where, maybe it was in recruitment or something. But sending, I was going to say recruitment. That would have been like, nice. Little, yeah, little things, little, it, it kind of, I don't know. It's not a big, well, it can be a big cost, but it's not a big cost considering, I mean, look, in recruitment, 
<clears throat> I could have won a 20, 30, 40,000 man contract and I spent 50 quid on a nice hamper. Yes, it's a lot of cost up front in, in the kind of small scheme of things, but it depends what you get from it. Mm. I mean, if, I don't know, man, you know, there's some people who mentor for free, you know, they're like, you know, what? I really like you. I'm going to, you know, help you along for free or whatever, or some type of value exchange. Those kind of relationships can be won or at least sort of, you know, smooth a little bit, some mm. butter by, by doing little gifts like that. That's a really good point, actually. Even for like, I don't know if you want to get a guest on your podcast or your YouTube, but they're really big, mm. consider doing something like this. Because you've got to think, how many people are doing this? Like, you know what? It's a it's a busy place. There's a lot of noise in social. You got to get someone's attention, so you got to do something different. You know, rather than you know taking your dreadly off and dancing naked down the street, saying, Ooh, "Look at me, look at me, look at me." This might be another way of getting. Have someone's you done that attention. before? Is that like never. a thing you did? <laughs> never ever <clears throat> running never. down the Shagaloo street. No, never ever, mate. Never been to Shagaloo for me. <laughs> I'm surprised, man. You're more of a Benadorm kind of guy. I did you, you you know what song that is? No. <gasps> you don't know about old school garage. <laughs> garage. <laughs> you know what? Um, talking about talking about gifts. So I put a question out on my Instagram the other day. Just ask me anything. You know about business something. And my friend, my local friend at the off license. Well, I call it an off license, but it's quite a nice establishment. And he put out there. He goes, "Oh, for your three thousand follower, you should buy them a nice bottle of something from the Wine Plus and send it to them." And I thought, you know what? That is actually quite a nice idea. It's a really good idea. You know? So I've managed to track down who the 3,000 follower is. So I've got to reach out to them because I can't actually, they've stopped messages. So you can't message them. Like you what can't, you, ta- like, you know, you can't tag a person in a post where they stop you from tagging them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I can't actually tag this person. So I'm thinking, okay, do I move on to the 3,000th and one or go back to 2999 or just. Put it out there on the story and say, "Hey, Mister, come and claim your free gift." Put it, put it on the story, and and you know that's it. That, that's a nice gesture, um, and it, I think it's nice to do things like that, right? It also spreads awareness of your brand, and that's yeah. another thing, James. You know how much has your brand helped you being new in property or new in the community? Whenever you came in, how how much has that helped oh, you, mate? Ted, massively. If I go back to when we started at lockdown, I think I I was only following about three hundred people, four hundred. I mean, look, I made you who you are. It's basically what you're going to say. No, so no. I appreciate that. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> no, but you're hundred percent right, man. We talk about brand all the time. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. And you know, I get it all the time. Oh, I love your stories. You're so real. I love your stories. You're so real. You're so consistent. We always see posts from you. Oh, you post too much. Oh, you're too annoying. I will get lost there. You know, I think it's hugely, hugely important. But are we covering brand in another one? You know what? We're not really covering brand, actually. I think you and I kind of cover that in little snippets. I guess she's she's in the room, as if she's in Zoom. So uh, we have our niece joining us today, uh, little Rubinda. uh, Ruby, Ruby can, Ruby can properties. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Ruby, you got a Christmas card from me, didn't you? I did. I I leave it out. I didn't get one. James is upset because he didn't get one. Oh, I was so happy. You know, as soon as I got that, I saw the handwriting. I was like, yep, that's written by a five-year-old. That's from Ted. I did not even <laughs> open it. I knew straight away from you. So spooky, man. But no, I, I got it. these kids from the local like school to write Leave it, it out. Me. No, you didn't. No, you also. didn't. Yeah. They give them an opportunity, you know what I'm saying, to just do practice their handwriting and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Ruby, we are here today to talk about property newbies, as James, James has called it, or people who are new in property. So, I mean, wh- where do we start? I mean, Ruby, like, 
how long ago did you kind of like start property not the education but the like right i'm doing shit january 2019 2019 so how long has it it's been uh two yeah. years yeah i'm not I mean, I started in November 2018. That's when I messaged every fucker that had property. Oh, my God. James, ask Colter the max. You serious? Yeah. (laughs) You're not happy to give it all back to me. So I loved it. It was great. I just messaged everyone like, how do I be like you? I want to do what you're doing. What do I do? And everyone would just say, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And I'd be Actually, you know what? I think I remember a video where she goes, oh, my God, I'm about to be touch talks. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my god! I don't know why I was so excited to meet the guy. I mean, it was rude. Crazy. And then she comes and she's like, "Oh, should we share the paneer?" I was like, "No, we fucking won't." Love. I was like, "You get what you're love. getting." Bloody sharing the paneer. I think I might have given you one out of like just oh, Lela, I know, but you felt bad. How could you not? You know yeah, that's true. I, I did feel bad. You, you look, at, you look I hungry. Asked so nicely, you about bit my hand off, and I was like, "Okay, then." That's not how we roll around this these ends. That's how these London people don't share. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> listen Shampi's Benin in Walsall if anyone knows about it you know that's not for sharing it that's too good so Ruby when you started yeah what like what was your you know I suppose like why property what why did you want to be into property in particular um to be quite frank I knew that property equaled wealth property equaled richness property equaled the big everyone's got a property if you're rich you're famous you're millionaire you've got some sort of property your uncle your auntie if you're indian has probably got a property so that's where i kind of guess it starts from i just put two and two together rich dad poor dad all of that and then i just knew it's it's what i'm doing I'm yeah doing but where it. did where did the burning itch come from because you just come out of university right at the time yeah. or was I mean, the itch always there the itch was always there but not for property i've had an itch for do you know what it is? I went you need to, to get some cream for this itch, man. Right. <laughs> I reckon you got fleas off your dog. <laughs> um, I think Ted gave them me, you know, when I met him in Japanese. Anyway, um, yeah, I, did, I was at uni studying to be a teacher. I love teaching people things. And like, you know, when children understand what you've taught them in that little light bulb moment, it's such a, yeah. a joyous feeling that because of you, they understand something. It's Aww. like with James and property. When he learns from me and, and I see that, I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? It's, oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, carry on. Yeah, look, there's my light bulb as well. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so I've done that, did the whole uni thing. I realised through uni that this is boring. This is controlling. This is hot. I don't know. Something in me just realised there's more to life than having a nine to five, going home, making dinner, arguing with your husband, waking up the next day and going work again and fucking repeat for 45 years. Ew, boring. Get me out. I don't want any problem. Yeah, hold on, hold on a second. Who's, whose life have you been watching? Who does that? <laughs> say that it's just the first thing that comes to my head but do you know what i mean people are miserable you find me someone who's working a nine to five yeah obviously there's people out there that are happy but the general consensus is if you said yeah, to of someone, course of course so if you could stop me nine to five what would you do i'll give you all this money go do it they'd happily do it do mm-hmm. you know? so i don't know i just want to be happy in life and do what i want and you can do that through business so mm. i've always wanted to work for myself but i just didn't know what i wanted to do so i, and- I explored so many avenues and so speaking of those avenues when you when you kind of said right property Obviously, then you've got another 10 avenues to pick from within your chosen thing of property. How did you know what you wanted to do? I didn't. And you never will. You've just got to jump in, have a go. And that's how you learn if it's for you or not. I mean, when I started, I thought, let me be a sourcer because there's all these strategies out there. Sourcing, you don't need no money. You just need time. I was like, I'm a girl. I've just finished uni. I've got all the time in the world. (laughs) Not that much money. You know, win-win. 
thinking I was going to do that, I set myself up as a source. So I asked my mum for money, got compliant. I did it properly because I didn't want anyone to say anything otherwise. You know, if I, with me, if I'm doing something, I'm doing it properly. I can't be half arse about it. I don't know. I'm just zero to 100 or that, you know, nothing in between. So I did that. It was very tough because when you're new, right, in property, you don't know nothing. As a sourcer, you need to know everything about property. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the most stupidest thing I could have done, but I don't regret it. Because if I didn't do that, it wouldn't have led me to the path. Where, 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 where were you getting your information from? Were you mentored by podcast, someone? I think. <laughs> Listen, we don't talk about sourcing. We talk about real peas. <laughs> Oh, we talk about that big boy piece. You oh, know? someone's oh, fucking up at, at James Hurt on uh, Instagram. <laughs> um, YouTube, man, YouTube and Google were my best friends. I remember. I'll take this with me to my deathbed. Yeah, I typed into Google. I'm 21. I've got no money, but I want to get started in property. What do I do? And oh my god, since that day, a whole nother world was there. Comparison tables, bad to let HMO. All these words I've never heard of. SA. Oh, I didn't know what I didn't know. But YouTube and Google taught me fucking everything. Yes, there's a lot of too much information out there. And it's hard. You've got to realize what's current to today's times because they're written in, you know, back in the day, not back in the day, but some of these blogs and things are written a few years ago. So, yeah, literally, I'm, I'm, I'm like Tej. I'm Tej's little sister. I am not paying for something. One, because I didn't have the money. <laughs> Two, beg my parents for it. They said, no, you're not learning about property for a course. How can you learn about property in three days? And I'm so <laughs> glad I listened to them because I begged them and I pleaded them like, no, there's a course. You just pay someone and you learn and I can do it. I swear. But yeah, free stuff, man. Free resources. Asking people. Networking. Nando, Shampies, Value. Mm. I'll do something for you if you can happily give. You know, I gave, I remember with Tej, he, he, he helped me out with something. And I remember as a thank you, you asked me to give you five reviews. I got you 10 just because I wanted to show you that I appreciated your help so much. I remember that, you know, remember I actually that. remember that. Now, big up yourself. Big I up went yourself. Up above yeah. and beyond, man. I'm not. You've been bribing people for reviews, have you, Teddy boy? <laughs> no, I said, listen, if you're meant, if you're, if your mates like it, then sort me out. I don't know. Review myself because I don't know these things. I didn't even know what a podcast was. It's all new shit. And if you can help somebody out by giving them a little five stars and writing a little message to say, I love this. I learned loads of stuff what what does that, that there's no skin off my back for doing that if that makes sense and it's honest stuff so it and that's to- that's what me and James are saying don't be an asshole. like imagine like if like imagine if you knew about reviews and you yeah. came to me out of the blue and said Tej I like your podcast I've given you reviews so have my friends I'm instantly going to be like okay what do you need that's right it. Mm. that's it and I'm sick of being that person that like keeps asking and stuff so I'd, I'd, I just want to help people back because I just want to. I just don't like that feeling. Do you know what I mean? And what did you, so you went into sourcing. I mean, did you source any deals? How far did that go before you quit it? I tried. I mean, I even um, hooked up with other sources. People approached me on Facebook. So I'd, I'd learned, apparently, when you get into property, you add every fucker on Facebook, you get 5,000 friends, you do Instagram lives, you do Facebook lives, you jump out your comfort zone, you do all this stuff, right? I did all these videos, worked with all these sources, didn't really sell anything, but I did manage to sell one property in the end. So I'll forever be happy with that. Do you know what I mean? So for someone to not know what sourcing is, learn about it online and then make a bit of money out of it. I even got paid a project management fee. I didn't do nothing. I did nothing. I mean, this just shows how shit sources can be, isn't it? <laughs> you can be paid to do fuck all, honestly. But yeah. It, but, then, so, but you quit, right? Even though you were arguably successful and that it, it made profit yeah. uh, how did you feel because a lot of people maybe it's ego maybe it's sunken costs like oh damn it like you actually put real money and real time into this how did you feel about saying okay i'm done with it now 
what it is what it is. You either sit there and you cry or you just, you move in it. You go on to the next thing. Because I'm young enough, I know that I can say them things. Hence why I'm itching to just grab something now because I'm so young. By the time I'm your lot's age, God knows where I'll be. <laughs> your lots? Don't put us in the same bracket. I'm, I'm your age, Ruby, chatting about your <laughs> yeah, lots. Uh, you're not liking this, are you? You're getting abused for your age for once in your life. <laughs> doesn't be nice, does it, Ted, Jay? Speaking on Uncle James all the time. <laughs> so Ruby, yeah. when so you, you finish with sourcing, okay, cool. And so you know what? I have to say though, sourcing is a fantastic way for people to get into property because you have to, like you said, you have to know how to do almost everything in the process. And the difficult parts, like finding it and refurbing it, which are arguably, you know, potentially some of the difficult parts. What did you then do next and why? Um so I was doing sourcing, I was sourcing buy to lets in Leicester, thinking that's what I was going to do. I then remember moving on to sourcing rent to SA because that was a new thing back then. There was like this wildfire spread of everyone wanted to do Airbnb and this new R to SA. And I was like, what the hell is R to SA? And then I realized that people want Airbnbs. So I was like, why don't you just give the people what they want? <laughs> so then I went around um, Leicester ringing loads of agents um, and I managed to secure, I think I rang one agent. Um, and he was the first agent and through him I got a deal which I didn't source because somebody in my network kind of put in my ear that why would you source that Ruby it's in Leicester you live in Leicester what's stopping you from doing that I was like "Mm, money and she was like go get it and I was like "Mm, you're not right it's not that much and you know she got a point so she kind of put that seed in my head planted the seed and then I just ran off to my mom and said yo look there's this Airbnb You, you can make a month's rent in a week and then the rest is yours you know all of that sold it blah 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 mom my parents at this point had seen me prior go to networking events on a Saturday and Sunday, be out in the garden on my laptop, doing things that Ruby had never done before. It's quite lazy and like, you know what I mean? What teenager wants to get up and do something with their life? Do you know what I mean? Like it takes some sort of reason or motivation to do that. So then, yeah, mum kind of was like, okay, okay, here's the money. And she kind of trusted me and said, you know what you're doing. You seem like you know what you're doing and gave me the money and I took that deal on for myself. So then I turned into a SA operator slash airbnb host person how did that go for you it was good i made good money man but i wouldn't advise anyone to do it in leicester or maybe i did it wrong because i was the cleaner i was everything i just dealt with a lot of drug dealers man i had to kick them all out oh shambles mate leicester's not i don't know i don't know if leicester's not the place to do this but i have heard from people we don't do leicester because of those reasons so maybe if i'd known that before i wouldn't have done it but maybe i wouldn't have listened because i like to do things my own way and learn on my own which i did (laughs) I mean, it's a it is a target market, I suppose, with a lot of money. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you walk into your flat and you dread your heart. I was a cleaner, so I was so scared to open that door. Oh man, that's a lot of work, deep, man. Mm. I put my heart and soul into making that place pretty, pretty, froze blankets there, all that shit. And then you walk in, it's still trashed. Did and you get anyone like, trash it? Yeah, I oh, okay. people trash it, man. Too many. And then, I mean, like how, because you, you gave that one back or you ended the contract or? So that was my first one. Do you know what? That was my first one, right? I didn't even have a contract. We shaked hands, proper this, he started. Oh, the James oh, special, yep. Yeah, the James special. <laughs> I did that. I got the keys without even signing anything. It was all handshake, handshake. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of that. Um, kept that wow. one for a year. And then I got another property in January, February 2020 this year. Mm. yeah and how's that uh gone how's that going it was going great at the start 
I think, do you know what? God has looked after me in so many ways. I managed to sell that unit in March. Someone was crazy enough to take that on during the start of lo- pandemic lockdown, thinking there'd be an opportunity. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gave it to her, offloaded it. I got rid of my other Airbnb. I realised it's not for me. Ruby's just replaced another job for a job. I don't want to be mm. there. Ruby, the whole reason Ruby got into business and property is I could be in the Bahamas sipping on a coconut and there's people doing work <laughs> for me. You know what I mean? So I, think, yeah. I thought to myself, no, change what you're doing. And I realized the property was not mine because it was rent to rent. It's somebody else's property. And I don't like having other people involved. I like control and ownership. So at that point, I realized just buy your own properties, man. But at least you've tried this and it's not for you. And what did you, did you have to get a part-time job during any of this? How real was the hustle? Oh, do you know what? I've I've had to dip into so many different part-time jobs. You know, I've done I've done this, I've done that, I had to stop something else, then I stopped working for a bit because I could live off my savings and property was I was living off one mistake I made, right, that nobody told me, teach me, I don't know, I wasn't aware of. All the money I made in Airbnb, every month I chucked that money into my personal bank account and I, I live off it. Because everyone says, how many properties do you need to replace your income and all that shit? So I was like, oh, one, 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 and I'm sorted. Then it comes to your end of the year accountant scene. I'm like, shit, I've got no money left to pay the accountant. (laughs) (laughs) All the tax, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I mean, wow, YouTube really screwed you, didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) See, people, you can't learn everything off Tinternet, right? And, And Ruby, again... I mean, did, did this feel any different to the first one in terms of having to quit something again or were you just like, carry on? No, I just, I don't know. I just, I just knew it wasn't working for me and, you know, I just knew time to end this chapter and restart again, basically. And, you know, when, when you were starting out and I guess during this kind of journey, what are some tips or lessons or learnings or whatever you want to call them that you could give to people who are about to start or who are new? Oh, how long have we got, man? Because I've got. Hey, so- listen, you, you, you chat. We're listening. <laughs> um. Oh God, it's just I'm just going to think off the top of my head. Um, ask questions, message people. Obviously, don't be an asshole, but give value. Ask someone how you can help them back too, if if they don't mind helping you. So just ask ask questions. Reach out to people because if somebody says no, it's a no in it. So if nobody wants to help you, that's fine. But at least try because you've got a lot to gain and nothing to lose. How many um, no's did you get? What, in terms of people not helping me? Or you mean like letting agents... D- just just as reality for people starting out, how many times were you told no before you Anybody got a yes? Uh, with me, I think I'm that lucky one-hit wonder kind of story. I didn't really get no's. The first letting agent I went to, he said yes. And everything's... Then my second property, someone contacted me through Facebook and said, Ruby, I can see you do an essay. Do you want my property? So I never really, everything was kind of given to me or it was a yes. Oh, but I wouldn't say it was given. I said people yeah. noticed what you were doing. They liked you because you got to remember some, like, yes, the average is whatever, 50 no's to one yes offer. But if you're a dickhead, your number's probably 80 to one. Because if you're really nice, it could be 30 yeah. to one. And so yeah. that that's... Or, and yes, or in Ruby's good. case, one to one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did get a lot of no's in terms of sourcing. Oh, every offer I put in, I felt sick because it was cringy, man. And they'd all say, no, sorry, no. And I'm like, fuck's sake, I've got to work my way up. But yeah, I got a lot of no's in sourcing. And you will, but that's the aim of the game. What's bro. the biggest mistake you made on when you were starting out? Oh, good question. The biggest mistake? I don't know, man. Um... Asking Ted to share his bonnet? <laughs> <laughs> you nearly got your hand cut off there yeah <laughs> you got the scar from this 
on that day still. Um, do you know what? I don't know. Biggest mistake, biggest mistake. It sounds cliche, but not believing in yourself, looking at mm. other people, thinking they're some big shotter. You're a big shotter too. Just because you mm. haven't got anything or you haven't made it yet, don't mean you're not any valuable than Ted or James. Do you know mm. what I mean? So maybe the biggest mistake is comparing yourself to others. I don't know. Because on I the other hand, that's a good one. My brain jumps in and says, well, Ruby, no, you're on your own path. So uh, do you know what I mean? It's, I don't know. I can't say it's the biggest mistake, but just focus on yourself. Don't let people... No, biggest mistake is, right, sorry, I'm going off topic. Sorry, people, that's all right, mate. Carry you know, on, it's all right. Horrible people in property that are, that are slimy and horrible and... Uncle yeah, Egbert and that, James, yeah. remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Eggy. Biggest mistake is just by being naive, man, thinking everyone's got your best intentions. Yeah, that's the one. Never. Forget the comparison shit, this one. Thinking people have got the best intentions for you because they ain't. Some people do, but... You've got to have the best intentions for yourself. Maybe mm. I was naive. Oh my god, these people can help me because they want to help. No, they, some people do, but some just want to take advantage of you and clean you till you're dry. So mm. yeah, don't be naive and ask people questions. Don't think because just because James is on, is on Instagram and he's trustworthy doesn't mean I can't ask James for his bank statements or his mm. Mm. HMO. Prove it. So just yeah, those little things. Don't I believe like someone. That. Perception. Do you know what I mean? Ask your own questions to prove, to find out. Some it. solid advice there, Ruby. Yeah. Don't let taking, people take I'm taking notes. Yeah, <laughs> really good advice. Ruby, you know, throughout your journey, I suppose, you, you know, mindset has been important. If people follow you, they will see that you, you post a lot about it. I mean, I know you're reading or you've read The Chimp Paradox. Okay. What's been your, apart from maybe not believing in yourself, what's been your other mindset issues maybe ego maybe other things like that how, how has that been as you were doing this I'd say my emotions has been the biggest one uh, I think when you're young and you try because I'm young I'm learning life I'm learning property and I'm learning who I am all at the same fucking time so it could be a, a, a quite a big you know big it's a lot it's a lot a lot going on yeah 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 it is so mindset wise I was going to say ego but I'm going to be really honest here and I don't know if many people say this but I'm actually thankful for my ego because that's what's made me mm. property, isn't it? Property means money. Blah, blah, blah. That's the ego speaking, realistic terms. Obviously, Ruby, the calm human Ruby knows that, you know, property equals wealth and all of that stuff. But my ego is what's drove me to not want to work for someone. Don't want no one telling me what to do. All of that feelings, which I'm so glad I've got. But it has been hard to sometimes tame that down when other people are telling you stuff. Um but mine has mainly been my emotions. They're up, they're down, they're up, they're down. I'm learning, mm. you know, crying at things. I'd cry every time I walk into my Airbnb. I'd fucking cry at the mess that was there. I don't know how to handle. I, I want to be so resilient and strong in life, but I've realised I've got to cry 700 times. So then the 701 time, I'm adding off and I can't cry no more because I'm that strong. Or do you know like what I mean? That. So emotions. That's one thing that's really that will that does get in the way in terms of trying to do what I'm doing but I'm young man so I'm also aware that I don't know it all I'm not going to be that girl that has it all you have to develop into that so I love this and and you know when I first met you or first spoke to you the one thing I, I say every time I meet you I'm still always like damn your what's the word your kind of energy and your combining that with action is not common at any age or station in life but for someone who is that young hasn't had like a, a corporate nine to five thing hasn't been through all that kind of shit yeah. hasn't got tons of life experience i always have said to you your energy combined with the way you take action is amazing 
And people need to replicate that. Because even now speaking to you, I can see that you as a person are evolving and changing every time that we speak. But your energy is still there and it's still the same. And I think it's important for people listening is like, read books, do all this stuff, you know, listen to us, do whatever you need to do. But the thing that makes you you, that core energy, you got to keep that because that's how Ruby has had one-to-one ratios. That's how, you know, James is going to have 10 to one. That's how I'm going to, it's because of who we are. You know, that's why someone pays a hundred pounds less for a solicitor than someone else because of who they are. So don't ever, don't ever lose that. Ruby, what, um, I mean, actually, what resources, like, and feel free to name, you know, people, YouTube channels, whatever, yeah, yeah, do you yeah. think are really useful or have been useful to you in property? Um, obviously, I'd say your podcast has. Oh, um, thank you so much. I don't know how you, if Dugard, Dugard. Dugards, yeah, Dugards, yeah, Dugards. However you want to say it, they've Dugards. got some useful <laughs> content as well. Uh, James has got some good, his, his Instagram lives are good for real life day-to-day what it's like you know because people i don't think people realize it's like that day-to-day they think it's like every day (laughs) i don't know i don't know yeah um i'm trying to think of people's names now but i don't know i literally just it's it's hard for me to say people's names because when i've learned something i've just typed in google what is square Mm. property what does sa mean and whoever come up oh bricks with tips i've been watching them lately i don't know oh yeah 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 yeah. as well shout out aaron He's, he's got some real cool videos, but mainly people in my network. And that's maybe the importance of growing a network and having one so you can learn and grow and, you know, learn things off of each other, basically. Ruby, we've reached almost the end of the podcast. It's a, such a shame because I know we can talk forever. Oh, yeah. uh, but okay. uh, can you please leave us with, I don't know, some parting words, some Ruby wisdom, some <laughs> some words of advice? Okay. Uh, 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 um no pressure has to be no good pressure. literally the chimp inside me like fuck this up go and fuck it up <laughs> <laughs> uh wisdoms do you know what i'm gonna fucking hit you with the straight facts yep we're all unique right and we're all special we've all got skills inside of us we are who we are right and none of us should shy away from that we should always look to improve ourselves like i said read books listen to podcasts if you've got something that's not that's, that you want to improve about yourself acknowledge it first and go and do whatever you can to improve it because that's the only way you'll involve, evolve um but yeah don't listen to what people say as well whether that's personal life business life then people are not paying your bills so they can fuck right off any opinion that's not a, a helpful of value opinion you can chuck it straight in the bin mate not interested um yourself with good people that give you good vibes and energy Try and pay attention to your gut feeling as well, how you feel around people, because that is a good way of knowing if someone's a good person to be around or not. Um, just believe in yourself. Have fun. Do what you got to do for yourself. We've got one life, man. And I, I say this every time and it gets depressing, but we've got one life. We're not going to come back again. So don't look at the TV or look at others thinking, I want to do what they're doing. Oh, I wish I could do that. You can. All of us can do whatever we want to in the world. It is so possible. You've just got to believe in yourself first. Learn a few bits and bobs and just have a go at stuff. So life's too short not to do what makes you happy. Don't even have to be business related. You know what I mean? Take your dog for a walk. I don't know. Go to the gym. See your best mates. Life's too short just not to do stuff that makes you happy. So I'm going to leave everyone with that. And I hope 
I've pumped everyone up enough to go. Smash I'm pumped. Them. I'm ready to go gym, but oh, let's go, let's tier go, four. Let's so go. I'm, I'm staying. That was home. excellent. That was <laughs> really, really good. Fantastic. Ruby, thank you so much. Everyone listening, Ruby's Instagram and contact details will be in the show notes. Please click, please give her a follow. She posts some awesome stuff. Ruby, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. You're the best. See ya. Bye. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks for tuning in to the J2 Hub podcast with James Sahota. If you like the podcast, feel free to subscribe so you never miss another podcast from James. And if you got value from this podcast, do take the time to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever else you consume your podcast content from. And remember, you're never too late to become something you truly want to become.